Welcome to your daily dose with Bob and Nick. It's Bob. Thanks for tuning in. How reliable is memory to show us what really happened in the past? Memories shift over time. Different people remember the same events and experiences very differently. Perhaps we shouldn't rely on our memories so much. Today, Nick and I talk about the faulty recorders in our brains, and he shares a couple of true stories from his past that just might not be true. All in all, it should be a very memorable experience. Enjoy. Have you ever had an experience where I, you know, you wonder if that actually happened? (laughs) And not like a, like maybe as a kid, mostly, like you think about it. My dad has one about me that he remembers completely differently than me. We were over in Tarpon Springs for like the Greek Easter thing that they do over there. Um, And what it is, is they throw a cross in a lake and then everybody has to jump in and get it. Yeah. I think they did this at Lake Yola. We see, I see like a picture in the newspaper every yeah. year of yeah. the little Greek kids that come up yeah. with the cross with a big smile on yeah. their face. I'm not sure. Like that's Greek water polo or something. <laughs> I'm not really Greek god clear. polo. But yeah. what he did was uh, we were out um, walking the docks looking at boats and I was little and he went to push on a boat to show me how strong he was. And he remembers it. It's very cute. He remembers it as this moment where his son looked at him like he is Superman. Oh, and I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember being that impressed. Like that is, so... and yet you didn't correct him. Oh, I'm you? not going to correct him. Cause why would you? Cause yeah. that's this precious memory in his mind. Well, one of the reasons I brought it up is because I've been driving up and down a one a a lot yeah. going to Daytona and I've been having dreams about that. Just driving by the beach And it felt like in one dream I was driving south, which in Daytona on A1A would mean you were going to Ponce Inlet, which is a fun little beach. If you've never been there, it's a nice beach, a good beach for surfing. Um, It's one of the outlets from the uh, Indian Atlantic uh, River, the Halifax River there. Uh, So you can get out to the oceans. There's a lot of boats going by. There's a rock jetty that if you're a kid and you're kind of dumb, you can like climb out onto at least halfway, if not all the way on a dare. Um, but I remember, and reading a lot of fantasy as a child, I'm like, when am I going to find the wardrobe with the secret entrance to the alternate reality? <laughs> like, always looking for that. And I remember exploring over there and going over one of the sand dunes into this little lagoon area, and there were 10,000 hermit crabs of every color. And I'm like... This is amazing. I've discovered something. This is magical. All of those things. And the next time I was there, I could not find it. And so I was just thinking about that, like inspired by these dreams, like driving down, looking for something that's no longer there or something along those lines. Now, that was a real memory, though, about the I remember picking them up. I remember looking at them all. Now, were they really that vibrantly colored? Were there really that many? Um, all of those things and what happened to them. Where did they go? Where have they traveled to? Did they move? (laughs) You know, why did they leave me? Did they take little mini vans to their new location? I mean, that's, yeah. Am I, did I die there? And this is all a Jacob's Ladder scenario. Like they ate me. (laughs) And now this is all happening in the moment of my death. Like it's stretching out. I can't believe that you just raised the issue of Jacob's Ladder. 
Okay, I don't know that many people know that movie. Okay, it was Tim. Uh, Tim, uh, uh, we know him. Yes, yeah. he, he, uh, Tim. Oh, I hate it. And and Elizabeth Pena. Uh, yeah. But it was about a Vietnam soldier, and it was really a scary movie for me. It was because it was kind of real. It was kind of. You don't think it was scary? Wait a minute now. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm still trying to remember his name. Yeah. No, no, no. Isn't it weird? From, a, from an esoteric fear standpoint, there weren't a lot of jump scares. There weren't a lot of, but like that losing your connection to reality. Oh, yes. And exactly. And wondering what was going on. It was, and it was like subtle. Like monkeys to a certain extent, although that was a little funnier. <laughs> You're yeah. killing me with the references. Oh, man. Okay, so, uh, yes, that movie uh, was profound in my life because it was so different. And I can't believe that I cannot think of Tim's last name to this point. I, I, I know him and like him. He was in Bull Durham. Uh, he was in Shawshank. Shawshank Redemption. And yet... Garns and Flint <laughs> and Gamma Candor. I'm trying to inspire you to remember by making... Sounds. If it, if it, actually, mouth. if you knew the first sound of his last name, I would have this down. Barnes. Because because uh, Patty actually has this superhero skill. I'm not even kidding about this. If you try and come up with a name for someone and she can't remember the name, but she'll say, "But I'm getting an M." The letter she always gets it right. She always gets it right. So I wish she was here now because she could really help us <sighs> with this. Hey, it's Nick. Thanks for listening. All right, a couple of quick corrections. It was fiddler crabs, not hermit crabs. Thousands and thousands of fiddler crabs. Big difference and kind of even more magical since they have the one big claw and then the tiny claw. Why, what, what is that all about? Secondly, it's the great Tim Robbins. You're going to hear one of us blurt that out in an upcoming episode when we remember it later on in this conversation. Because that's how memory works. Randomly, completely lacking subtlety, and in my case, highlighting the weird. Have a great day.